0: Wellington, Access Radio, 106.1 FM, B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm Laura.
1: I'm Perrine. And in the second half of our show, we are featuring a local podcast which asks us the questions, how far would you go to get to the truth, even if some, if everyone else has already found it? This is about the true in the making of true crime. So we are talking to Laura Robinson, <clears throat> sorry, just <clears throat> Laura Robinson, co-writer, co-director, producer and performer of Killjoy. Yes. Welcome to the studio. Welcome back. Thank you. So last time Laura was in the studio, we talked about The Burbs, which is a web series about hidden and kind of fantastical stories of Wellington suburbs, and you've been at it creatively since then?
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I uh, I went back and uh, studied, um, after I did Burbs, I I did the IML course in screenwriting at Victoria, and then through that... Um, I did a radio drama workshop and um, met a producer called Adam McCauley, who works at RNZ as uh, the head uh, director of um, RNZ. Um, and then through that, we kind of, uh, yeah, Killjoy, Killjoy um, kind of became a thing. And um, I started to, you know, we, uh, it was funded by the NZ On Air Innovation Fund um, and, Yeah, like basically pitched them an idea. They liked us and they uh, wanted to support it.
1: Great. So this podcast is currently unfolding on RNZ and online. For those listeners who haven't heard it or heard of it even, can you tell us what they can expect to find if they do tune in? Um, So what you'll expect
2: is it's, I've been kind of pitching it to people uh, that, don't really know what it is, is like think of Sarah Koenig from Serial, um, like a Chicago podcast reporter coming to a small fictional New Zealand town to try to um, investigate a a crime that happened in New Zealand 30 years ago. Um, And there are 15 episodes that are between seven minutes and eight minutes long, sometimes a little bit longer. Um, And, yeah, so it's a serial podcast um, about the Character Amy just wanting to un- understand and I guess unearth uh, the truth. And does she find anything? Uh, you'll just have to listen to
1: it to figure out. So, this is currently unfolding the serial on RNZ and online. Yep. And Laura, I haven't talked to you about this. Other Laura, that is. Um, yes, <clears throat> host Laura, hello. We do have the little intro teaser thing that we could listen to just to give people a bit of a taste.
2: I think that would explain it better than <laughs> I could ever explain it.
1: That would be great. Compliment. So,
0: uh, this, um, where's the truth and true crime that you've got queued uh-huh. up? Okay, cool. I'll, um, play that for us. Now, I love the, I love podcasts and I love serials, so I was quite curious to hear what this is going to be like. <laughs> Here's the clip. This is the police. What's your problem? <laughs> She's dead. Oh, she's dead. My she's, dead. Oh, my oh, she's dead. Joy.
2: An event that happened over thirty years ago in a small New Zealand town. Join me, Amy Upright on Killjoy. Killjoy, a new true crime podcast. Hosted by me, Amy Upright. You can listen to it anywhere. On anything. Find it wherever you get your favourite podcasts.
1: Spooky. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, it's kind of like a satire of podcasts and the true crime genre, and true crime podcasts Mm. in particular, but also like of American media and small town New Zealand.
2: Yeah, so um, Patrick Hun, who's the other writer um, and co-director, um, we kind of like sat down together and we're trying to pinpoint the reasons why um, the like true people's obsession with true crime uh, is uh, so popular and why it's so popular. Um, and I guess what we're trying to satirize is that. You know, people are so invested in these stories and most of these stories take place in, you know, um, small towns and, like, you know, these, like, well-educated, like, people that are journalists, <laughs> like, go to these, like, small towns and, like, like interview all these people and, you know, sometimes when you Google... Um, you know, true crime podcasts, a lot of them are taken to court for exploitation of people. You know, some of these people don't actually realise that they're being interviewed or, you know, maybe they were, like, drunk or whatever. But, like, yeah, so what we tried to do was satirise why people are so obsessed with true crime, but also how podcasts nowadays are, like, Um, being brought to you by like mattress companies (laughs) and like, um, tampon subscriptions and stuff and And how
0: MailChimp email services and
2: totally. And so, um, one of our favorite things that we did on the show was like, uh, come up with all these fake ads. So every episode has a fake ad that just kind of gets worse and worse and worse (laughs)
1: I do love the fake ads, yeah, <laughs> um, and so you're kind of so you're kind of tapping into that potential that possible exploitation both of the people who are the subjects of it, but also the exploitation of the listeners,
2: yeah, it's a thing where it kind of hit me when we did this workshop, um where we read out the first um we read out this, this, um, the scripts and someone said, I just want, I just want Gary who did the crime to be innocent. And I said, is it because you care about him? And she said, no, I just think it would be a great story.
1: <laughs>
2: and so it's that thing where we kind of separate ourselves to actually, this is a true thing that's happened, but at the same time, it's kind of like, it's so great because this has actually happened and someone's trying to figure it all out. So, yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, And so, why? So, what you're exploring here, do you share that fascination with true crime yourself? And is that what you're exploring as well? Or are you kind of standing.
2: I mean, I used to be the person who would corner people at parties and be like, have you seen the jinx? It's like the most amazing true crime. <laughs> like, you know, like I, it was, it was getting to the point where I was like incredibly obsessed with true crime. And I think, um, you know, there's that thing where it's like when people, you know, try to recreate the murders and grab a mannequin, like, um. Oh, what's that Netflix true crime making a murderer? I love it when the lawyer gets this like mannequin and she puts a wig on it and she co- like she puts blood in the in the wig and she gets these men to like recreate um them throwing her body into the car and they've got all these weights on this mannequin to try to make sure you know it's the right like size and stuff. <laughs> But I just was – I was watching it and I was just thinking about how the victim's family must feel. If someone's like, I want to prove that this person's innocent and I'm going to do that by recreating the murder of this innocent woman by getting a mannequin and putting a whole bunch of weights on it and putting blood in her hair and it's just – yeah, I don't know. Like, I just I just thought that that was so, yeah, like, odd.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> listeners who do check out Killjoy will see how they dealt with this recreation thing in a very hilarious way. Um, you kind of mentioned the, well, you did mention the victims. And <clears throat> I was thinking about how so far in the episodes that have aired, mm. there's no real presence of the person who died at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess I'm wondering, as much as you can say, is that kind of deliberate, or does that get um, explored a bit later on? Or?
2: Well, I think that because the host is such a narcissist, <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> and it's called Killjoy, and the woman that you know, the fictitious woman that died, is called Joy. It's more just her interviewing the potential, the man who you know was imprisoned for murdering Joy that is the relationship there. It's like, she's briefly talked about. She's not like, you don't even know what her job is. And so, yeah, like we definitely did that on purpose to like have it. So, you know, y- you, you know, like, yeah, like you don't know who this person is, but it doesn't matter because it's just like, you still are invested in the story of how this person disappeared or was murdered or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so not everyone is on board with the true to crime satire part of it. And you've had a bit of feedback on the people not quite getting where you're going with this. Yeah.
2: And it actually makes me really happy that people say, why does it take three minutes to open up <laughs> a door? Like we have this one star review on iTunes and it's someone who's outraged that, you know, Amy spends three minutes explaining cops opening up a door. <laughs> but I'm also like, great, that's great that you hate that because that's the whole joke. <laughs> um, and I guess, you know,
1: you'd have to just listen to it. But um, Ooh, I think it's a thing that happens as well. You know, they go through things so slowly and so, such minute detail yeah. to show that they're being very thorough and in a way you just listen partly cuz it's interesting but partly cuz they've got these lovely voices that just guide you along and you they could kind of say anything and it wouldn't matter totally
0: <laughs> can i jump in with a question about do. the voice was that a is that, an imperson, is that an impersonation that you're doing when you do the voice of the of the host on on killjoy
2: um it's not like yeah. a well, I mean, I th- I think that listening to, you know, Sarah Koenig and um, a bunch of This American Life podcasters, they have that kind of vocal fry and they just love the sound of their own um, voice. Um, but no, it's, it's not like a, it's not, yeah, I don't know. It's inspired, but I wouldn't say it's an impression. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um,
1: are there, so as a pod, uh, as a format, these kind of, podcasts and true crime podcasts listening to your show listening to Killjoy it makes it seem like there really is this kind of really set steps that people go through and Mm. it's kind of become a cliche in the short years that podcasts have been being invented so what I'm getting to is do you think that there's kind of a problem with this format the way that it's doing that it's being done or is it more the content or is it you just being more lighthearted and having fun with it
2: i think it's just me being lighthearted and having fun (laughs) with it like i think that um true crime is a really interesting format because they stretch out so many things and you know if you have to break down when you break down true crime it's a really interesting structure so from a screenwriter's perspective i'm like this is so interesting how they kind of build a story um you know on S-Town and Serial, like, the way – like, the information that they let the listeners know is so interesting and how um, – when people listen to those podcasts, they try to piece together what has happened. Mm. And so I think that the mystery behind that is so fascinating. But also it was really funny because there were – you know, we did the um, – one of our first kind of feedback sessions, someone was like, I have an obsession with the keys. What happened to the keys? If she finds the keys, you know, like looking for the story <laughs> in the weirdest places.
1: Where yeah. there may not be a story.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Can, can I ask about the eight minute format? What, what What's that about?
2: Um, So we kind of, well, we wanted to make um it kind of accessible and kind of easy to listen to. So you can... Listen to it uh, while you're waiting for the bus. Um, and it's also a great format for it to be broadcast. Um, so RNZ have um, Friday comedy nights, uh, which Killjoy is featuring on at the moment at 8pm. So it's a great way of just having like a nice, you know, short um, uh piece of satire um but yeah the the format was a really interesting one because uh I found that people have binged binged it quite a bit and um yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: um so there's this great scene when there's like a recreation of the murder house or whatever Mm. and um there are children involved and there's a discussion, I haven't got quite the details, but there's a discussion about the kids aren't worried about, you know, hearing about this body. They're not afraid of this. They're more afraid of things like climate change. (laughs) And is this kind of something else you're exploring here, kind of um, the distraction that we have with with things like true crime in the face of other things we could be focused on?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess it was just like a silly joke that I had written. (laughs) um, Yeah, so uh, a dad has brought his children to uh, this house that is where the crime happened, and it's now turned into a museum. Um, And uh, Amy, the host, asks if... uh, you know, the kids find it scary and the dad kind of shrugs it off and is like, this is nothing compared to, um, it's nothing compared to climate change, uh, which is just like a, you know, I guess a way of maybe saying that the real fear (laughs) with children nowadays and like this generation is that, you know, climate change is a serious thing. And (laughs) It's like little murder that happened is nothing compared to it. So I don't know.
1: (laughs) Um, And so you've done this as a collaborative work and I'm interested to hear a bit about your collaborative process because are you all in Wellington or do you have people dotted around a bit?
2: Yeah. So um, a bit of dotting, (laughs) Patrick Hun, um, who is the co-writer and co-director, lives in Melbourne, And so we kind of shared episodes and then um, sat together in Wellington and finished the whole series off together. Um, Oliver Devlin, who's the composer um, and sound editor, is a Wellington resident, and um, he's in the band Hans Puckett, which is a great, great band.
1: They played last week, didn't they? Uh,
2: Yeah, they did. They did on Friday. (laughs) Fantastic gig. Cool. Um, And the illustrator... Ashley Duncan is um, an Auckland resident. And if you're in Auckland, you should check out her cafe. It's called Ace and it's on Dominion Road. Um, so, yeah, like a few other people, like kind of dotted around the place. Tom Clark, who plays Ezra, and um, also Gary uh, lives in Auckland, um, right. who is just a fantastic actor.
1: And we can collaborate with people in different cities these days. Yeah. Internet so makes it great. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so you've kind of mentioned people doing different things like sound and um, design and drawing. And mm-hmm. um, there is a real kind of multimedia element to it. And I, you know, I saw like Amy, the the host, has her own. She's got a Facebook, does she? And she a has a Twitter, Twitter account. Yeah. Which is quite um, <laughs> entertaining, talking of narcissism. and yeah.
2: Um, well, we thought it would be great for uh, people to kind of be able to talk to Amy <laughs> on Twitter and to, we have a survey
1: that you can fill out, which, which is our, on our Instagram. Um, is the survey, is that like a real survey for yeah. your listeners? Yeah. Not like a satire survey?
2: No, no, it's a satire survey, sorry.
1: <laughs> so in the, Everything's a satire.
2: And I think it's the second episode, Ezra says, if you have time, please fill out our survey. And so you can kind of, you know, it's just something extra that's quite fun to do. Um, and we have some really weird questions on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Any examples?
2: Um how many, like, how many times a year do you change your mattress?
1: Oh, right. <laughs> like... There is a link there with right. the mattress theme, isn't yeah. there? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What about the, oh, there's the petition ad partway through for the virtue signing. <laughs> Just another kind of element that was brought into this. There's an ad for... If these are the things you care about, then we can just sign you up to this service that automatically signs your name to all these petitions about good causes and broadcasts to your social media. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're all being um, satirized in a way there. Yeah. Um, and oh, so the collaborative process you've kind of worked on things and probably sending it to and from each other, did some work in Wellington. Mm-hmm. I'm dying to know if you did any kind of, um, reconnaissance trips to small town, New Zealand.
2: No, no. Just,
1: it, was all, <laughs> it was in your hearts already. It was all like recorded. <laughs>
2: it was all recorded in, uh, Wellington. Um, uh, by a lovely sound recordist, um, Jesse McNamara, um, we, <laughs> it was actually quite funny because we, because, you know, we didn't want it to sound like a studio. We purposely went to places that sounded quite terrible. They had like, you know, quite like bad, like wooden floors and concrete walls to kind of give you the impression that, you know, she's in, um, uh, like a pub or
1: a garage, um. That's such a podcasting trope as well, though, isn't it? Yeah. That I'm out here in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> and the
0: other thing that that clip we listened to really reminded me of was, like, some New Zealand true crimes, like, black hands. Yes. Like, they constantly use phone calls and, like, as as a thing to draw on, to draw people in. And, like, the emotional person on the 111 call. Yeah. Um, did, were there any people who worked on your podcast That have actually worked on other podcasts in New Zealand, like that maybe are true crime podcasts, so that they had this real experience, and then they're kind of satirizing their own
2: work. Um, I not real like not really because we're all kind of actors and like, (laughs) but we had to like listen to a lot of you know true crime to kind of get the idea of how to you know set it all up. But yeah. We um yeah, um the sound editor, uh, Ollie Devlin, um, recommended this amazing book, which was basically how to make podcasts. It's through um this American life. Um Is
0: this the graphic novel one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it is and a really cool book,
2: yeah. Yeah, and so it was really great reading that and figuring out, you know, like how you know, how to make it sound realistic and everything. Um yeah, like like Amy's actually there in the space. Yeah. Which was great because it meant, like, we weren't just in a studio. It was, like, before performance and stuff. It was handy because, you know, we're outside finding, like, literally outside building a fire um, with branches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you're just wondering what on earth is, <laughs> is coming, Laura. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued. <laughs> um. We are coming to the end of our show, so just wondering before we finish up, what you can tell us about the rest of the show? Are there any kind of teasers, or what do we have to look forward to in the coming episodes?
2: (laughs) I mean, the third act, uh, which will be coming out on Friday at midday, is going to... To be, I don't want to spoil anything. No,
1: don't spoil anything. Um, It's
2: quite difficult, but I think, yeah, like most true crimes, it's kind of something that you would never expect. So be prepared to have something that is, I don't know, uh, weird? (laughs) (laughs) Expect it just to, like, be
1: really weird. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That is something to look forward to. (laughs) All right, thank you very much, Laura, for coming in and we are looking forward to hearing the rest of the series. Thank you.
2: Thank you. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio
0: Project.